American football in Finland. That's how good he is. That's definitely the best offensive player. He could play receiver, quarterback, or running back if he needed to. Try to make them have a run game, which we know that they really don't have. I like to say he's kind of like, he kind of does like he's playing Madden when it comes to the playoffs. He starts doing a lot of weird stuff that you think can only happen on video games, and he gets away with it. But he ain't better. But in my opinion, he ain't better than Jabari Harris. I'll take Jabari Harris all day. Put that on the podcast, too. American football in Finland. Voice in your ears is perfect purpose, and this is American football in Finland. First-time listeners, welcome to the show. Hope you enjoy brutally honest football analysis and opinions, because I'm all out of bullshit. Returning followers and AFF fans, you know what it is, TIF. Joining me today on the show is some of the most popular football minds to live in Finland. First up, I'd like to introduce the first female guest on AFF, Mariana Conster. Welcome to the hey. show, Mariana. Thank you so much for having me. Nervous as hell, but you know, I like you guys, so it's good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up, we have the guy who is always on your social media notifications, Mr. Jabari Harris. What's going on, Jabari? Not much. Good to be back on the show, man. All right, last but not least is the guy who is here to talk shit, even though he's not in the country of Finland right now, the infamous Q Floyd. Welcome to the show, Q. Hey, what's going on? Let's give the people what they want. <laughs> Yo, now we got all the introductions out the way. Let's talk about the 2018 Maple League season. If you're listening to my voice right now, you're in the middle of another awesome episode of AFL. Why am I interrupting you right now? Because I got bills to pay. American Football in Finland is a podcast for the people, by the people. And that means I need the people, aka you, the listeners, to become invested in AFF by becoming a patron. Becoming an AFF patron is pretty simple. Click the Become a Patron button on the Podbean app and decide how much you really love American Football in Finland. If you like the show and want exclusive content, Become a level one supporter. A level one supporter consists of donating $1 per month to the podcast. That's $12 a year for exclusive AFF content. Level two patrons are true AFF promoters. For donating $3 per month as a level two promoter, you not only get exclusive patron content, but also throw in some free American football and Finland gear so you can show the world your support for AFF. Now, if you really ride with me in the AFF podcast, you can donate $5 per month and become a Level 3 Loyalist patron member. Level 3 Loyalists get all the privileges of a promoter and a Level 1 patron with the additional opportunity to become a guest speaker on American football in Finland. Loyalists don't just support the show, you are the show. But no matter the patron level you become, supporter, promoter, or loyalist, it'll be greatly appreciated because you, the listeners, will help make AFF the best damn podcast ever. So let's make American football in Finland great. Become a patron today. For the next portion of the show, we'll individually discuss the Maple League teams, and we'll just kind of go over what they need to do to be successful 
and what type of changes each team has had this season. So in no particular order, we're going to start with the Porvo Butchers. And also, if you're listening to this, if you want to hear the full segment, become an AFF patron today. Porvo Butchers, what are some of the biggest changes you guys have seen in their team from last year to this year? Uh, Q, you can lead this one off. Uh, right, like you said, uh, Yane, uh, him, you know, them going with him as the starting quarterback, um, you know, his, his, I won't say his, I don't believe it's his first time playing in the Maple League, but um, he's, he's got to show up, you know, he's uh, a lot different in Division One. Um, he's going to go against some great defenses, some great quarterbacks. So I think uh, for Porvo for putting their, their hopes and their trust in him was big. He's a homegrown guy, you know, so. Um, for me, that was like the biggest uh, thing that I've seen uh, with them. Yeah, I, mean, uh, I agree. I mean, I play. I had opportunity to play against him. Uh, I think that uh, for him, this is probably a big step for his career. I mean, he's he's played under that air raid system a long time. He's now going down to Porvo and playing under a more pro style offense. So now we really get to see what he's made of. Um, a lot of people overshadowed him because he played in Roberts' offense had a lot of good weapons around him. So now we really get to see, is he really that good or is it the pieces around him? Um, for Porvo, this isn't the first time that they've taken a chance on a finished quarterback. The last quarterback that played, last finished quarterback that played in Porvo was Miro, and he's now playing slot receiver for the Roosters. I want to correct you. Technically, Sebastian played last year. Yeah, had one game. They won. They won that game with Sebastian. He undefeated out there. Y'all don't forget that. All right, let me rephrase it. Yeah, sorry. The first finished quarterback that started the season oh, yeah, was Miro. Miro, now he's playing yeah. slot receiver for Helsinki. He's a backup for Helsinki, though. Yep, he was true. a backup quarterback in that game against Stockholm. So, yeah. <laughs> We're putting that out there. See, we're trying to make sure y'all know everything, guys. Well, I would say about Jan still, um, what uh, Jimmy Roy got, uh, said in an interview is because if they want to um, get their passing game more on point, that would have been that easy with American quarterback because they couldn't get it like they – the quarterback wouldn't wouldn't have come to Helsinki or Finland any sooner than pretty much now. Yeah. yeah. So that was one of the reasons they went with Janne because they had him all year and they could perfect their passing offense. So that was one of the reasons they mm-hmm. went with the Finnish one. So just throwing that out there. Yeah, that's good. That's a good point. That's a good point. Also, another big change of Porvo now has an American defensive coordinator. Bill Moore. I don't know if a lot of people are aware who he who he is, but um, this is a guy that I had an opportunity to actually play against him in Poland. Um, he's a he's a he's a very experienced coach. He's been around Europe for a while, and it's going to be interesting now to see defense. Uh, Porvu's defense go from that odd three four to attacking four three now. So that's something that they've been known for a long time is running that odd that odd three four defense, getting a lot of different blitzes in with linebackers like Nico Pannonen. So I'm interested to see what Coach Moore can do down in Portville with that defense because that was one thing that hurt them going on that playoff stretch. I'm really glad you mentioned uh, Coach Moore because I actually had him written down here too, but I don't know much about the guy. Just know that he has a lot of experience in Europe and in mostly lower-level teams, but 
everywhere. Poland, Austria, I think even Germany at a time. So him being in Finland, that's going to be interesting. And the few articles I've read about him, he's a no-nonsense type guy. So that should be interesting with the Finnish culture. You know, love that. (laughs) T-I-M. Let's talk about the keys for the Butchers to win games. What type of things do you think the Butchers need to do to win games consistently throughout the year and compete for the championship? I think more than anything, they have to, their offense has to be consistent. Um, they had a big old line last year. Um, they could really move. Uh, it's pretty much one of those things where they have to come in and, and really dominate some teams offensively. They got the players. They got Miko, um, the young receiver. I don't know his name, uh, but he's good. Um, Daniel Luoma. Daniel, Daniel or Miko? Daniel Luoma. Yeah. Daniel Miko Miko is the man too, but Daniel is he's the big play guy. He's a super big. That guy. other guy's pretty good too. I think his name is like Eric or something. Number nine. Number nine. He, yeah. He's yeah. So they, er, Erkila or something. Yeah. Yeah. He's young, but he's yeah. Pretty good too. They, yeah. yeah. He showed up last, like end of the season. Yeah. 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 So if 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 you know get those guys going early in the season, um, they hit big with them. They don't really make any mistakes. I think they'll uh, Porvo will have a good chance of you know being a top team. Um, they got a great running back, so I hear. I've seen his film. Uh, he's a shifty guy. Uh, I think he went to Charleston University. I mean, Porvo is known for running the ball. Uh, yeah. Before the Roosters, before the Roosters went on the dominating, you know, years. When I first got to Finland, I first started playing. The only team you heard about was Porvo Butchers, and I know um, Yimmy wants to get that organization back to that, and um, he's passionate about that. So Porvo, it's, it's going to be a big year for them because they they've been on the brink on um, the last few years. And um, this year, you know, with the right things happening, they could they could make some things happen. Stay healthy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like last year, last season, they were going for. They had Darian Hall, Jordan Moore. They were doing good things. And what happened? Like the Daniel Farley just wasn't the style of quarterback that could get shit done. So um, that kind of folded their season. I like kind of saw that that way. So. Main thing is to be healthy, and um, yeah, just they are aggressive team, and I like that. They are they play aggressive, yeah. and um, they use they're not shopping around for European players or anything like that that much. So I like that they use their own players, like we said about Hamelin and Huskies. They don't have their youth team, so Porvo is using that. They're educating their youngs, so. Kudos to them for that. So I'm excited to see who they bring out now who can have a breakout year this season. So I'm just saying uh, educate their young and just um, stay healthy. And I think they have a shot. Just get that offense working and get Janne throwing those young young kids, number seven and number 11. So uh, I agree oh. with everything everybody's saying. Uh, things I think that the butchers need to do The the biggest key for them is to control the time of possession, both offense and defense. They need to run the ball and control the tempo of the game, yet on defense, they need to be aggressive and get off the field. They showed last year that their defense is good, but you don't want to be you don't want that defense on the field too much too long. Because just like any other defense, eventually they're gonna fold or crack. And those veterans are the ones making those big plays, but They don't have as much gas in this tank as you want. Their youth is on their offensive side. So let the offense take care of these games for them. They don't want to get in a shootout. 
they're not going to be able to outscore the Roosters going back and forth. And that's probably their biggest competition going into the season is how do we hang with a team that can score at will? We have to control the game and the tempo. Uh, last thing I think that they definitely need to do to win games is on offense. They need to stay ahead of the downs. They need to make sure that Yanni doesn't get into third and long situations because this team isn't built for third and long situations. Yanni, he's a gunslinger. He's a Brett Favre slash uh, what is Tony Romo type guy. He's going to try to make a play even if there's not a play to be made. And if you put him in too many of those situations, that's what you're going to see. You're going to see Yane forcing the ball to receivers who can't create separation as much as you want, and then you're going to see turnovers. So what they have to do is make sure that on third down, they have the option to run the ball so that teams can't key in on Luoma and uh, Miko. Because even though those guys are definitely great young talents, they're not the type of guys that are going to be able to beat double coverage. It's just not going to happen. But if you put them in single coverage and have it a situation where there's eight or nine men in the box, they can make big plays for Yane on third down. And that's something they definitely need to do. Last thing we'll talk about with the Butchers, let's talk about their impact players. Like, who do you think is going to make or break the season for the Porvo Butchers? Marianne, you can go first on this one. Make or break? Well, I would say then it has to be Jan Lehtinen. He's the quarterback. He he is the key in there. Um, if he falls, I think the team doesn't have any chance. If he makes it, the team will like have a success. But I'm just saying that if they get the passing offense working with Daniel and Mikko, then we can only see what happens. I would say him, and on the defense, I would say Amudeng, Emmanuel Amudeng. You mean Amudeng? You saying he's going to yeah. be that important to their defense? I would say. And cornerback? You, yeah. You're the one that was talking about him when he was with the Royals last year, too, huh? You got a bias towards him, don't you? <laughs> why Why is it biased if he was with the Royals? Or any you, other team? you must think that he, he should have been on a better team or something. No, he was doing he, he was doing good there, but he's he's found his place, I think, in, with the butchers. And I think this season he's even better because he can start the season with the butchers and not come in between the like between the season. So, or in between. So, I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just I'm throwing sorry. names out there, and I hope you know. I'm not, I'm not too much. <laughs> but obviously, like you said, he didn't play the whole season, so maybe he'll. Yeah be better playing more adjusted (laughs) i'm gonna go a little off the beaten path with mine for you guys uh a guy that i think is definitely gonna be an impact player and he was last year too and i really feel like for some reason media wise he's underrated is defensive end ville kervinen number 44 that's what i like to call him i watch when i watch the film on guys i usually just remember their numbers because it's really hard for me to like your Facebook profile and your Instagram and like <laughs> I only see you once when you're in your pads or something like so if you if you hear me say a number, believe me, I know the number. And Ville, he's one of those guys that he's a, a smaller defensive end, but he's strong and he's fast. He's a pass rusher. And now you're telling me he's gonna be in a three four defense, which is free range for him to go get the QB. He's that guy and he's gonna be able to do it for them. So I'm just putting his name out there that got People should definitely look out for him on the defensive side this year. Now, my actual, like, this dude probably is going to make or break the root, the, not the Roosters, 
make or break the Butcher season is their new import, Roman Runner. Mm. I think Roman Runner, hands Which down, is not official yet. Is, <laughs> the reason I'm saying is because he has signed his contract. The Butchers will be releasing it sometime this week. This show won't come out until next week. The impact player for the Portable Butcher is going to be Roman Runner because he's going there as a defensive back. They brought him in to play defense. But as we all know, eventually he'll end up he's on the offensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. The, the first game. <laughs> the he's the, like, this again? <laughs> the things that I said earlier about you don't want Yane in a third and long situation, well, that's what Roman will be able to help them with. If they get in those situations, Roman is the is the guy that can actually create separation. If he draws a double team, you still have Miko, Luoma, and Eric, young Eric. I'm going to call him young but Eric. But he's, he's not. No, he's Arto Erkila. He's not actually on the roster. I just checked. Oh, uh, well, maybe he so. don't. Either, either way, <laughs> if you put Roman in that situation, if you put him on the field at that point, you're now taking – You're gonna. he's going to get some attention. And what's going to happen is either you're going to be like, okay, we're going to guard Roman, or no, we got to stop their running back as well, who they're probably going to slot into some slot at some point. They did that last year with their running backs, and it worked out well when they had Ricky Stevens and when they had Darian Hall. They actually passed him the ball. So when they put him on the offensive side, they can stress defenses out. And I think he's going to still get his big plays. Also, he's a kickoff returner and punt returner. Like, if you can get Roman in the right situations, which I think the Butcher will be able to do easily because they have so much actual talent on the team, he's going to be able to make those big plays that they really were missing last year away from their running game. And after they lost that running quarterback last year, Jordan Moore, the big explosive plays, they didn't really get them. Sometimes they got a good pass to Luoma, and the running back obviously ran the ball well. But when you needed a passing play or it was third and long, they're in a situation they can't get out of by running. It was really hit or miss. Roman runner is going to bring that hit every time and change it for them and definitely give them a shot to actually win the Maple Bowl this year. So he's my impact player. I wanted to say that for the end. That's why I didn't say him earlier because <laughs> I knew that he was, it wasn't. Aren't you saying you're having I'm trying to be. Out there, yeah. I, that, hey. <laughs> Don't forget, Purvis knows. That changes, a, that changes a lot of things. Yeah, that now. changes the game now, huh? Yeah, it does. <laughs> that changes a lot of things now. I didn't want to say it too early in, in the show, but shoot, that's why we well, went. Well, he kind of, he yeah. Well, he kind of went with that already, Yimmy, in the interview. Kind of like yeah. he might be, but he might be not. Yeah. <laughs> I've been talking which is kind of like you know. To me, it was the most obvious choice. I mean, he's yeah. already here. Yeah, he's looking for a team, and he's played in Portville before. He knows the team, the organization. He knows everything, so it's yeah. easy. It's easy for him to walk in and get work done. I hope you're enjoying the show so far, but I have to take this time to give some of my listeners a much-needed wake-up call. It's 2018, people. If you're listening to this podcast from a link, you're doing it wrong. Just follow American Football in Finland on the Podbean app and get instant notifications when new episodes are published. If you're too lazy to use the Podbean app, that's okay. AFF is also on the iTunes podcast app. 
So just type in American Football in Finland and click the subscribe button. Don't forget to give me a five-star rating while you're at it. And Android users can subscribe on Google Play. It's 2018, people. Keep up. Uh, so let's move on to the Sineoki Crocodiles. To listen to the full segment, including my interview with head coach Michael Mattingly, become an AFF patron today. Biggest changes for the Crocodiles. I'll lead this one too because I like I like this team. I like the idea that they got going on. Basically, they're bringing in a new flock of imports. Not necessarily everyone is new. A lot of their defensive players are going to be the same from last year, their core. But they have a, a new head coach, a new quarterback, a new running back. Um, they're not going to be whatever the hell they were last year. Nobody knows. You can't really give that team an identity. But we do know the two years before, they had that like really awesome group of imports. And they were passing the ball around and stuff. They're not going to be that. They're going to be something new. And we don't know what. So that's the biggest change is that they're – ushering in a new era with the Crocodiles? Uh, I think that uh, one of the biggest changes definitely was what you said, uh, bringing in Ben Wilkerson. Um, I think that he's a guy similar to a guy that they had a few years ago with the type of quarterback he is. Um, and they, they also picked up Andy, Andy Majuro. Uh, he was uh, one of Turku's leading receivers, a little young Polish guy. I think that what they want to do is they want to get a lot of young talent to this team. Um, recently in the past, you know, they did have a lot of imports and they had a lot of older name finish guys that we seen last year step down and it was an era of juniors playing for that team. So I think now that they want to get some good character guys in that understand the situation, the new head coach, I think that he may have a, a great idea of what he's working with um, and that he knows how to get them going. I mean, they bought back uh, Anthony Brooks, which is the guy that they had last year. So I think that they understand what happened with their team last year, and that's going to be good for them going forward. But another big change is they won't have that great stadium that they had last year. Oh, wow, year. yeah. And what I hear, they're going back to the swamp, baby. So let's see if they can bring some of that Sanioki magic back. They are not going back to the swamp. <laughs> Say what? They have – Another field, which is center of Seinäjoki, called Keskuskenttä, like Porvo. They Ooh. are going there. I like Porvo. So, so yeah, like yeah. That. They have Keskuskenttä. Google it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that is their new field. So that is going to be totally different as well because they're not going to be on the swamp. They don't have the same locker rooms that, as they've had in this big – even they had this big stadium last season. They used the same locker rooms as they did while they were playing in Yopilavuari. So now they're moving totally from that area to a different location. So everything is going to be different for the team. So um, that is one of the big big changes. Also having a um, new coach and uh, totally new mentality because these guys, they have nothing else than to show. Like they have nothing to lose. They you know the you know their motto for this season? No, I don't. Their, their motto is championship caliber. Ah, that's a that's a different mentality than that is a different mentality. They don't come in like just okay, we got a spot because of Turku Joyans. They're going like no matter how we got the spot, we're going to the top spot. I love Kudos to them. Put, I love <laughs> that you put that in there. 
that they got the spot <laughs> because of Turku Trojans. Um, so they have nothing to lose. I'm just waiting for that to happen. They have their new field, new coach, new quarterback. Everything has changed. So it's a different kind of crocodiles, I guess, we're going to see. Keys for them to win games this season. I'm going to start this one. I think for the crocodiles to win games, they need to control the game with their – um, the tempo of the game. They need to control it with their run game. This offense looks like it's built around Christian Powell. Like they're gonna they're gonna lean on this guy to make plays and control the tempo of the game. And you have someone like Ben Wilkerson who is a savvy quarterback and 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 a dual threat as well who's athletic. So if they get everyone to focus on Christian Powell and I think at six foot two forty I don't care how good or bad their line is. He going to get yards. I'm sorry, but at two, six foot 240 coming at, a lot of the linebackers in the Maple League don't match up to that size. So he get any forward lean, he's going to get you three yards in a cloud of dust, and that's going to slow the game down enough that the Crocodiles' defense is going to be able to really get after it. This new head coach, he's, he's a defensive coach. He's, he's like Q Floyd, if you would. You know, he's defensive-minded. And what he's going to do with this defense is he's going to let them be aggressive and get after it. But at the same time, they're the Crocodiles. They don't have the depth to be going four quarters, 70 plays on defense. They need to be going more like 40, 45, so they can really get after it every time and get off the field. And that's really going to depend on them controlling the ball on offense. I think if they lean on Christian Powell, they'll be fine and be able to keep games close. So at the end of those games, the a lot of those imports will be those like in-situation playmakers. I think Ben Wilkerson is a capable quarterback. I don't think they're building the offense around him. They're building it around the running back, which is great because when the time comes and maybe that run game doesn't work out at the end of the game because teams are going all in on stopping it, him and Anthony Brooks get to shine. You know, in those third and three situations, they run bootleg, play action pass, hit them for 60 type stuff. That's what they're going to have to do to win these games. And I think that's something that they're capable of doing, and we'll just definitely have to find out. I just got to go out and make plays, man. Go out and make plays on both sides of the ball, offense and defense, and against everybody. Um, if they really want to show people that they're back, they, they got a different mentality, a championship caliber team, uh, you actually have to go to the championship. Or, you know, because going to the semis is kind of easy right now. With six teams, going to the semis is going to be easy. Um, the hard part is actually being able to stick in that playoff spot and, and actually be able to compete. Um, it will be a, still a long season because everybody has to play each other twice. Everybody starts the first week off, you know, 0-0. So they can start off with a few wins and, you know, you never know what can happen. So. Um, I think the Crocs just need to go out and show everybody exactly, you know, what, what they're about. Uh, man, I think that they got to play together. I think last year, because um, they had so much individualism, it seemed like they really just didn't – they didn't gel together on either side of the ball. Uh, it was a lot of new players. They uh, went a different direction with not bringing in many imports uh, to cover positions. So I think that everybody has to gel together. And they have to trust what the head coach is doing. Um, I think this is another team that they, you know, they're just a year 
just a year ago they were in the Maple Bowl. So I don't think that uh, championship caliber is foreign to them because they've been there two times back-to-back twice. I think that a lot of guys that are still on that team knows what it takes, and I think that people in that organization knows what it takes. And I think that uh, towards the end of last year, they started to pick up their production, Mm -hmm. maybe not win a lot of more games, but they started to do some things right. So bringing back Anthony and bringing back guys on that defense, the core of the defense is the most important part. I think that if their defense can also this year make plays, what I mean by that is force some turnovers, get some pick sixes, even do better in the special teams. Because I seen last year this was the same team that kicked the Roman runner three times straight (laughs) for punt returns and kick returns. So don't kick at the runner this year. That's what you need to do. Don't (laughs) kick at the runner. Don't do it. Sense. Impact players for Senior Crocodiles. I'll leave this one off too. I think one of the impact players for them is going to be Anthony Brooks. I think him returning is just a sign of like how good he was last year, even though he flew underneath the radar, being on a team that was pretty bad overall. But Anthony Brooks is a two-way player. He's originally a receiver, but last year he had to play some defensive back and actually was, I want to say, second in the league in interceptions, if I'm not mistaken. He had five interceptions playing defensive back. He also was dynamic in the kickoff return game. He actually got them in very good starting position on offense a lot of times, but their offense just couldn't capitalize. So with him playing both sides of the ball this year, and again, I think, They're going to have to get a wide receiver to step up at wide receiver so Brooks can be a slot. That's where he shines. But if they do do that, if someone for Senioki steps up and plays the wide out position to go deep route so that he can work the middle and go in and out with his quickness, he'll be an impact player. And if Brooks has good games, Crocodile will be in a good position to win games. I hope you're enjoying the show so far, but I have to take this time to give some of my listeners a much needed wake up call. It's 2018 people. If you're listening to this podcast from a link, you're doing it wrong. Just follow American Football in Finland on the Podbean app and get instant notifications when new episodes are published. If you're too lazy to use the Podbean app, that's okay. AFF is also on the iTunes podcast app. So just type in American Football in Finland and click the subscribe button. Don't forget to give me a five-star rating while you're at it. And Android users can subscribe on Google Play. It's 2018, people. Keep up. All right, so we're going to move on to the next team. Uh, Next team, again, this is in no specific order, guys. We're going to go to the Tampa Saints. And if you want to listen to this full segment, including my interview with head coach T.A. Mumayander, Become an AFF patron today. Biggest change from last season. For me, the biggest change they're going to have is their offense is going to be so different. They have a new quarterback. They have a new offensive coordinator. And they have added a couple of Estonian guys to kind of help fill the depth at both backup quarterback and receiver position for them. So bringing in the new quarterback, Kyle Nolan, this dude is 6'6". All of 6'6". Out there looking like what's that dude name? Joe Flacco, that big ass quarterback from the NFL. <laughs> yeah, out there looking like Joe Flacco. He's a big guy. He's got a strong arm. He can see over the line, so he can make throws that most shorter quarterbacks can't. A six-two, six-three quarterback, 
um, I'm going to compare it to like an Aaron Rodgers type quarterback, has to get a certain depth on their drop so that they can see the down the field passes. This guy doesn't have to do that. He can see it early and then he can throw it and it's hard to get to him because he has a high release as well. So I think that's going to definitely change things for them. But that's the biggest change I see for them coming into this season is having that big six six prototypical quarterback. I think uh, I think for them uh, it was just uh, the fact that they bought their imports in early. Uh, since they've come into the league, they've been like most of the other teams. They want to bring imports in a uh, day before the first game. I think that what Tampa they did was they bought their defensive imports in super early. I think the guys have been there already for like two or three months and really mm-hmm. trying to fix that defense, which probably had one of the worst pass defenses in the league. As Purpose would say, switch cheese secondary. <laughs> I think that adding a quarterback like that to their to their offense, and along with bringing those, and they have the same imports, which is good. Those guys have been there, they played together, they know the players, and now with the possibility of adding Husky players that are shooting around, I think that they'll probably be able to put together a better defense. So I think that was one of the biggest changes that they made this offseason is just simply how they go about preparing for the season. The same stuff. I mean, Kyle, the quarterback, um, I think his play, you know, will change uh, how we look at Tampa this year. He's, he's a leader, obviously. Um, I've seen him play um, on TV. So he's a, like you say, he's a tall guy, big guy, has an arm. You know, if their defense can, can stop some teams from scoring, Tampa, they can, they can make some things happen. So it'll be nice to see what they do. One last thing about Kyle, too, is, with him coming in at quarterback, usually would think that he has to have time to like gel with the players, but they actually brought him in for a couple of weeks in the offseason so he could practice with the receivers, mm. and he's coming from a season. He's not just been doing drills. He's been getting yeah. game experience. So when he comes in, he's going to be in shape, ready to go, have his mechanics down already. So that's definitely going to be a, a help to, for them. Yeah. Um, moving on to the keys. The Tampa the Saints, last year, defense was Swiss cheese. Offense was just really inconsistent. What are uh, some of the keys for the Saints to win games this year? I think Tony Ballin. I think the linebacker, um, I hope I said his name right, Tony Ballin, Balloon. I don't want to say Balloon. I, say I Tony think Ballin. Ballin. I think I'm going to call him Tony B. Tony B, if you, yeah. if you look at this video and you watch this video, and I hope you do. It's not going to be a video, video. it's audio. Tony B, if you ever see this audio or video, but you're going to hear the audio, um, I like your play. I definitely like that you, you care about your team. You came back for a second season. Um, that's how I started in Finland and ended up playing six years. So uh, with a guy like him, um, I think Tampa can do a lot of things. Uh, he's, he's obviously coaching on the field. He's been there for some months to work with him to, to move how he wants him to move. Um, I think he'll, he'll be the key to that defense, um, his play. You know, because people, are, his team will follow him. If he's making plays, they'll try to do the same thing. So I think, uh, not want to say pressure is on his back because I know he's ready to play. He talks a lot. I like I like his play. So he's he's my guy to watch, you know, this year for them. Just having the mentality to win because I feel like they come on strong, but they, fa- like, fault. Like, if they don't get the lead or they don't stay in the lead, they kind of fold. So it's kind of mentality that they have to keep on and push the whole four quarters because they do have that. They have good players. And if they are doing what other teams are doing here in South of Finland, getting players from the Huskies. So 
So I'm sure they have <laughs> a lot of new players coming in and stuff like that. And they have key players. They have leadership. So just having the mentality to just fight through and get that win, I think, is one of the key things because they do a lot of things good. It's just that sometimes it feels like last season it was quarterback getting riled up and stuff like that, and it affects the whole team. Yeah, yeah. So just saying that, I think one of the key things for that team is the mentality. Uh, first thing, they need to stop some damn body on defense. If they could just stop somebody, maybe their offense could be good. Last year, their offense was okay, but their defense was so bad, their offense was always behind and in bad situations. And then their offense was inconsistent. That's the next thing they need to do this year. They need to be able to stop somebody on defense. I ain't saying they got to have the best defense in the world, but Swiss cheese cannot have a part two. All right? It can't, it can't happen. We can't have Swiss cheese the second Formaggio episode. We can't have it. So they need to get that done on defense and then on offense just be consistent. If they can keep drives and stay on the field offensively, that's going to help their defense. You have to play complement ball. I think they got the squad for it. So that's definitely the keys, I think, for them is to just stop people on defense and be consistent on offense. But what about the impact players? Uh, who do y'all got for the Tampa the Saints? I said I'm going to go with uh, Elliot Jeffcoat. Uh, he's their um, defensive import that's been playing in the secondary for him. And I think that he's going to have to be the guy, since he's been there, that's going to have to take this secondary, uh, put the, put these, get these guys to trust in whatever their defensive system is, and he has to be an impact player, not just on defense, but also in the special teams. So I'm looking forward to him being able to actually make more plays on defense and get his name out there. I mean, I don't even really think that he was a guy that we talked about a lot last year. So, Elliot, get your name on the podcast more this year. Oh, that makes sense. Get your name on the podcast. That's that's how you do it, man. Uh, the guy I'm going to say, well, I got two guys. I like to have two names. First dude is uh, Tony Ballin. I think defensively, he was overshadowed last year by how bad the defense was as a whole. And it was a, a lot of miscommunication out there. And I think they've fixed that by having him and Elliot Jeffcoat coming in in the offseason. So I think him being able to make plays at linebacker like he should be able to, instead of maybe getting there too early and getting blocked a lot of times like you saw on film last year, I think if Tony Ballin becomes that leader and mostly – the tackles leader. If if Tony Ballin is the tackles leader every game for the Saints, they'll win some games because he's that guy that can stop plays at the line of scrimmage, behind the line of scrimmage, and he gets side to side very quickly. The other guy I think that is really going to step up is this is my me showing my bias because this is one of my favorite players, Ellery Lightning. Means a wave. Yeah, the wave guy. <laughs> The wavy dude. The wavy dude is all of six foot six, and he can mm -hmm. run, and he can catch. He got strong hands. He runs good routes. He get open. Again, him and Kyle Nolan, I've already nicknamed the Twin Towers because that's going to be a crazy combination. <laughs> Two big-time guys throwing and catching the ball. And he's a big guy. He's a younger guy. I think he's only like 20, 21 now. But – He'll, he needs to fill out a little bit more, you know, have some more pula, whatever you want to eat here in the offseason, and he'll be a little thicker. But for the Maple League right now, this is his coming out season. I think this will be the year that he shows that 
he is more than just a receiver. He wants to be the guy for Tampa. And if he can be the guy for them this year, it's going to change dramatically how that offense works. Because like you said, they have a really good running back and they actually have like two other guys that are going to be getting time. And then you have just tiny who can run the ball as well. But receiving wise, they don't have a go-to guy. If Hillary can become that go-to guy, the Saints offense just it opens up so much better and it makes it a much more dynamic offense and he'll be the guy that can give them that spark. What's up? Are you enjoying the AFF podcast? Damn right you are. Well, let the world know you enjoy the show. Follow AFF on the Podbean app. Just head over to AmericanFootballFinland.Podbean.com and hit that follow button. You can also find the podcast by searching for American Football in Finland on the Podbean app. This is the final words portion of the show. I like to give my guests, you guys, an opportunity to use this platform to push whatever agenda tickles your fancy. You can do a self-plug, you can push a product, give a shout out, break the internet, say something, whatever you want to do. <laughs> yeah, um, just to, um, this is the first time I'm actually like giving out my opinion when it comes to this, like in social platform and stuff like that when it comes to football. So just want to say with all respect and all love to all teams, I have nothing against anyone. Somebody has to be first, somebody has to be last and everyone else come in between. So uh, I hope you prove me wrong and you show me wrong during the season and uh, I'll be there watching you guys. Have a good season, everyone. I'm just quickly going to say there, uh, being part of it, um, sadly this year I won't be doing any interviews. Hey, just a quick word to all the players, the fans, the organizations. Um, let's try to make this season better than any season has ever been. Um, let's continue to keep helping grow the league and grow football, period. And to all of the podcasters, the people that talk on Gridiron, make sure y'all subscribe to AFF, baby. Make sure you subscribe to Purvis. YouTube channel because right now a lot of people aren't doing this for for football in their country, but uh, Purvis decided to do this. Uh, Marianne's been part of, of the football game for a while now, and uh, this is important. You know, people the people aren't getting paid big bucks to do this, but they're taking their time out to to promote the, the game in Finland. And uh, I just hope everybody appreciate this. First of all, Marianne, you like Kenny off South Park. You know how he dies every episode. It's like you get refired every season. But <laughs> something's not right. But I mean, of course, I like to give a shout out to my team, the East City Giants. Looking forward to doing some big things this year in the first division. Um, good luck to all the teams in the Maple League this year. I actually think that this is probably gonna be one of the most exciting seasons, even though it's only six teams. I think that everybody's uh evenly equipped to go out and play some good football. And uh, also, shout out to Purvis again yeah, for having me on season three of the AFF podcast. It's always fun to do this. And, man, keep doing what you're doing. Like uh, Q said, it's not a lot of people that are willing to dedicate their time and efforts to not do this for self-glory, but to try to make a sport better and more professional. So to everybody out there in Finland that's always throwing shade and saying we're talking shit and just hating, 
Um, you'd be surprised how much publicity Finland's getting all across Europe because of small things like this. So, Purvis, keep doing what you're doing. Marianne, keep your job. Q, keep doing your thing out there. Kuwait, stay safe. And, man, I'm just thankful to be back on the show with you guys. That's it for American Football in Finland. Hope everyone listening enjoyed today's show and tune in for next week. And don't you guys ever forget TIF. American Football in Finland is now on iTunes. Please rate the show and subscribe today. If you really like the podcast, follow AFF on the Podbean app. Search American Football in Finland and hit that follow button. And for all you loyal AFF listeners, we are now accepting Podbean patrons. Click become a patron on the AFF page and pledge your loyalty. Thanks for listening. American Football in Finland.